Welcome to the podcast of the Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Jim Cole, and I'm proud to be the 96th president of Las Vegas Rotary. Las Vegas Rotary's main focus is on youth, specifically youth literacy and life skill development. If you're in town, we invite you to join us at the Lowry's Prime Rib at noon on Thursdays. You can also find more information about our meetings on lasvegasrotary.com. If you're unable to join us, we live stream our meetings on Facebook at noon Pacific Time Thursdays. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Susan Johnson initially was elected to serve State District Court Judge Department 22 on January 2nd, 2007, and thereafter overwhelmingly reelected twice in 08 and 2014 with 82 and 75% of the vote respectively. She currently hears civil and construction defect matters. Judge Johnson has been a resident of Las Vegas area since November of 1963, graduated from Clark High in 77, UNLV in 1982, from McGeorge School of Law, University of the Pacific in 1985, and is a member of the Nevada and California State Bars since 85 and 86, respectively. Judge Johnson is also admitted to practice before the United States District Court, District of Nevada since 85, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals since 86, and the U.S. Supreme Court since 1989. She has practiced civil litigation, personal injury, security and or premises claims, domestic and family law, wills and simple estate planning. She's also done insurance work, civil rights defense, and having an active trial practice. She's also worked as an arbitrator. She's also very involved in our community, past president of the Howard Deed McKibben Chapter of the American Ends of the Court, the Rotary Club of Green Valley, and Nevada Rotary Foundation, and currently serves as foundation chair for Rotary District 5300, as well as the Rotary Club of Green Valley. She has been married to District Court Judge Eric Johnson for over 32 years, and they have two adult daughters. Please welcome Judge Susan Johnson. By the way, before I uh, get started and that they are getting things kind of set up, I do have some forms for Rotary Direct that if you would like to have Rotary International, by the way, I was reminded, the Rotary Foundation is different from your own club foundation. So this is on an international level. So um, I know that I find with my own club, that there's always mix-ups between our club foundation and the Rotary Foundation, or TRF. But if you're interested in making direct donations to where you don't have to worry about whether you've made a payment or not, I do have these forms. Um, I'd first like to talk to you about the history of the Rotary Foundation, and then I'm going to talk to you a little bit about levels of giving and what kind of funds that are available through the Rotary foundation. And I have only 20 minutes to do it, so if I talk like I've the ever-ready bunny, that's probably why. Um, first of all, the Rotary Foundation came into effect in about 1917 when it was announced at the Rotary International um, Convention. And of course, it was announced by then Rotary President Arch Klump, which is why we have an Arch Klump Society. Um, 
1928, it was named the Rotary Foundation, and it became a, a distinct entity within Rotary International. It started out with one donation of $26.50, a check written by the Rotary Club of Kansas City. And in case you're wondering, what does that mean? Well, that's about $574 today. Okay. Well, what happens after that? Well, not much. Why? What's going on in this country? We have this World War I thing going on, right? Okay, we end the war. Well, things start to happen. We're starting to get more contributions as our country and the world becomes more prosperous. And in fact, in 1930, that is when the first donation is made to the International Society for Crippled Children, which, by the way, was started by a Rotarian named Edgar Allen, whose nickname was Daddy. I have no idea why but his name was Daddy. Anyway, it was $500, which, again, translates to about $7,300 today. Well, then we have another blip in our history, right? So there's not much going on because it's called the Great Depression. So you're not getting too many contributions going on then. Then we have another problem. We've got World War II. Nothing's going on then. We're scrambling. I know in the United States, I don't know everything that happened in England, but they went through the brunt more than we did in terms of rationing, and the most I think people were contributing to was maybe U.S. bonds or something. Okay, we get through that. Then about 1947, we have a tragedy happen, but it, there's a silver lining to it. We lose Paul Harris. He passes away in 1947, and what do people do when people pass away besides buy flowers? Well, they make contributions in their name. And about $1.3 million is contributed to that memorial fund, which was then designated to benefit the Rotary Foundation. And $1.3 million in 1947 translates to about $15 million today. Okay? Then, of course, we're starting to get a little bit more prosperous. Ten years later, we start the Paul Harris Fellow. And that was designed to encourage Rotarians to contribute at least $1,000. By the way, it's never changed. It's still only $1,000 to become a Paul Harris Fellow. So those that have been talked about in terms of matching, what a deal, okay? Um, but anyway, it was a, a way to not only honor ourselves, it's the highest honor that Rotary can bestow, but also to benefit and honor others. Even non-Rotarians, in fact, I think initially it was designed to honor non-Rotarians, such as Mother Teresa, such as Jimmy Carter, such as Pearl Bailey. Those were the kinds of people that were being honored for their service. Okay, let's translate. I'm going to move a little faster. Uh, Rotary Foundation, they're, of course, garnering funds. In about the mid-'70s, Rotary decides, you know, we want to do something kind of big. And uh, so they go ahead and they start the 3H grant, which is, let me see if I can get my notes right. It is Health, Hunger, and Humanity. And the first project that they're going to do is they're going to inoculate and eradicate polio from the Philippines. It happens. Nobody thought that they were thinking, wow, big project. We were able to do that. Well, what happens in 1985? They decide... We're going to go bigger, and we are going to eradicate polio from the face of the planet. And as you all know, we are this close. 
Um, and I'm going to apologize for a slide you're going to see in there. It's a little bit dated. I didn't make the correction. We had 33 wild cases last year in Pakistan and Afghanistan. And they're only a plane ride away, which, as you all know, we need to uh, totally eradicate it. You probably have heard in the news lately that in this country there's people that don't believe in vaccinating their children. You get one wild case coming to the United States, look what happens. So it's very important that we get rid of this disease. Our foundation gala, which we held on the 16th, was designed to try and create more donations toward the eradication. I don't have the final numbers and all the pledges that have come in, and they're still coming in, but we did generate over $10,000 from our silent auction. So um, we, sh as a district, should be congratulated for that. Okay. Um, this uh, particular slide, I'm going to have to give Mike Dreeby um, the um, kudos for doing that, and I gave him credit because I'm plagiarizing. I mean, why am I going to create something that he did such a great job of? All right, let's talk about our levels of giving. Um, and I will tell you this, when I was a president going to pets, in fact, um, my cohort back there, Brock, I mean, I know he would probably say the same thing. The guy who gave the uh, foundation presentation was so confusing with all these initials and so forth that I hope that I'm not going to do that. But the first one that involves the initials are E-Ray or every Rotarian every year. And it is given, it is an award given to a club where at least $100 per capita is given to um, that the club giving $100 per capita um, and that is a minimum of at least $25 per member. You could do next slide. To the annual fund per year, you get this award, okay? Next slide. Okay, then there's the 100% Foundation Giving Club, which is basically the same thing, only it is, uh, you can make your donations to the annual program fund, Polio Plus Fund, any of the approved global grants, or the endowment fund. And the endowment fund, by the way, is very important. It is a fund where obviously we're not touching the principal, and in, they were trying, we're going to talk about this in a little, bit, a little bit, but I'm thinking about it. They wanted to raise at least $1 billion in this endowment fund by 2017, and we met it. The next goal is to try and get $2 billion and $2,000, a little over $2 billion. What will that do for us? that will generate an income of $50 million a year toward Rotary projects. So I have noticed um, in my own looking at some of our donations through the district that I'm seeing an uptick in donations to the endowment fund, although we are a little bit low on the annual programs fund, which is a little distressing for me. But in any way, uh, next slide. Of course, guess what you guys are? You're a 100% Paul Harris Fellow Club, and today I'm, I'm proud to report we have at least 17 of our 65 clubs in the district that are 100% Paula Harris Fellow Clubs. The majority of them are here in Clark County. And the latest one to enter our uh, group is the Las Vegas Spring Mountain Rotary Club, and we are going to be giving them their banner very soon. We had three clubs this year join. That was Arcadia, Laverne, and, of course, Las Vegas uh, Spring Mountain. So I'm very happy about that. That is a one-time recognition where you just have to get 100% one time, and you will always be a 100% Paul Harris Fellow Club. Next slide. 
Okay, um, this one is an award for the top three givers in um, the district. Um, I know that Green Valley was up there, but we've been knocked off, which is okay. Um, so the top three um, will get a, a banner uh, indicating that they've met that achievement, but of course you have to have every member contribute at least $50. Next slide. Of course, this one's a little tough. 100% Paul Harris Society Club, that is a club where every member contributes $1,000 per year. So um, I don't know of any club that has that, it's certainly not in our district. And of course we have these cool little pins, um, which you can get if you're a Paul Harris Fellow, and you get a sapphire once you become a, um, for every year up to the Paul Harris Fellow plus six, and then you get these cool little rubies um, after that. Okay, next slide. Okay, you get this little ribbon if you're a member of the society, and that's, again, somebody who gives at least $1,000 per year, and you would attach that to your pen. Next slide. And then, of course, major donor levels, and I have to congratulate all of you. Did you see that list? That is a lot of major donors, and I'm proud of that because we only have one right now in our club, but we're going to have another one pretty soon. Um, anyway, we have various levels of major donors, uh, level 1 is 10,000 to 25, 25 to 50, level 2, 50 to 100,000, level 4 is 100,000 to 250,000, and then of course you get into the Arch Clump Society. Next slide. Uh, you have the trustee circle, chair circle. By the way, uh, the Carltons are, are members of the chair circle, um, so they've contributed an awful lot to, to Rotary. Um, and you get your picture in Chicago. Okay. The next one, of course, is Bequest Society, and that is if you are contributing at least $10,000 in your estate planning. And you say, well, wow, that's a lot of money. Well, guess how much it costs you, guys? Nothing. Your kids have to pay it, okay? You want to get even? Become a member, okay, of the Bequest Society. And, of course, you have the benefactors, and that is somebody who contributes at least $1,000 in their estate planning. Okay, next slide. Okay, you can skip the next couple slides because there were some that I forgot to get rid of. So, next slide. Slides. Okay, let's talk about the funds. All right, of course, you've heard of Polio Plus Fund. I just alluded to that, and that's where we're trying to eradicate polio from the face of the planet. Annual Programs Fund, of course, that is for support today. And then, of course, the endowment fund we've talked about where you contribute, the principal's not taken, and the income is used to um, help support our projects. Those are the major funds, okay? Now, the annual program fund is the primary source of funding for our foundation grants and programs. The share contributions are split between the World Fund and the District Designated Fund, or DDF, okay? And it is the only annual fund that generates funding for the District Designated Fund. And what we do, obviously, is that we allocate our DDFs to fund whatever your programs are uh, through the district and, of course, you clubs, okay? Next slide. The World Fund, of course, is the other half of annual programs fund that we contribute to every year. 
and it provides the Rotary Foundation portion of funding for grants and other programs. And of course, the Rotary International trustees are the ones to um, invest it, okay? Next slide. Okay, we have various areas of focus for the annual uh, program fund. Of course, promoting peace, fighting disease, providing clean water, saving mothers and children, supporting education, and growing local economies, teaching uh, folks to fish, not just giving them uh, money. Next slide. Okay, the area of focus contributions. Now, just so that you know, if you say, well, gee, I want to focus not on your annual program fund or share, um, we want to go ahead and do mothers and children, or we want to promote clean water. You can do that, and that would go toward your major donor giving. It goes toward your uh, next Paul Harris Fellow giving and uh, the district's uh, capital cal calculations. It is that. You're eligible for all annual fund recognition opportunities, but it is not included in the share calculation to give the district their district-designated funds. Okay? Of course, we have restricted giving of polio, uh, and that money is contributed solely to polio to try and eradicate it, and we are continuing to ask everyone to donate to get rid of this horrible disease. By the way, how many went to the Foundation Gala? Oh, quite a few. Wasn't that a great speaker, Ramesh Ferris? Um, he was an amazing individual. And he, by the way, he crawled in um, and got up on his podium after putting on the braces on his uh, legs. Okay, of course, the endowment fund. They're invested to preserve and increase the principal. And just a percentage of the income is spent each year to support foundation grants and programs because, of course, they're trying to build that fund. And, of course, they were trying to grow it uh, to a billion, which we did by 2017. Of course, what other programs do we have? We have the Rotary Peace Centers, which provides 100 Rotary Peace Fellowships for master's students each year. And they um, engage in things like international relations, peace, conflict resolution, and professional development certificates in peace and conflict studies. Now this is where I told you that I was a little bit outdated. We had 22 wild polio cases in 2017. It increased to 33 in 2018. Um, so we've got to work on this disease. I've, uh, by the way, been seeing on Facebook that you know Bill Gates is really getting on um, we need to work with these, uh, these countries to in tell them that, you know, the Taliban is not telling them the correct information and, you know, that they're, we're going to sterilize people or something. So we've really got to work to encourage um, these folks to um, take these drops. Okay. Now let's talk about global and district grants. District grants, of course, small, the small-scale short-term activities, which, of course, include our humanitarian projects, our scholarships, vocational training teams. By the way, you might stop here. We will have a vocational training team coming from Australia, Perch, Australia, in uh, April. Um, particularly, they're coming in the Friday night before uh, Easter and leaving uh, Friday after Easter. We are looking for host homes. 
and they may be uh, having a visit here, hopefully. We are trying to work all of those kinds of logistics out. So um, if you are interested, please let me know, okay? Of course, we've got global grants, which support large international projects, and they uh, must have sustainable, measurable outcomes in our areas of focus that I just talked about. Um, district or club grant sponsors can form international partners, and the global grants from the World Fund, it is a match. It is a, you've got to have a minimum of $15,000 project to get the match of $15,000. So you're looking at a $30,000 project if you want to get a match. And the global grant must have two primary sponsors, which are, of course, the international host and the local host. Okay? So you may be partnering. You'd be the international host. Then the local host may be in India or Pakistan or wherever you're going to be doing that. Okay? I will be teaching grants management seminar at district assembly, which will be on Friday, May 3rd at district conference. So you need to have at least two people there from your club to attend in order to be eligible for receiving the district uh, uh, designated fund grant. Um, now, I don't know what the new district governor is going to do with respect to uh, the uh, DDF. Right now, we do not have, you don't have to have a match. At least this year, you didn't have to have a match. And if we had uh, funds left over from what we call the first round of grant applications, you were eligible to apply again because we wanted to make sure we used all this money up. We don't want to return it back to Rotary International. We want to use up all of our money. Okay? So uh, here's my cell number. No, I do not let people out of jail free. Just letting you know. That's my email. Um, so if you have any questions, certainly um, call me. I'd be happy to talk to you about it. So and that's uh, the end of my presentation. How would I do, President Jim? Oh, good. Well, good. I was trying to go through it. All right. Any questions about uh, foundation, the Rotary Foundation? Wow. Yes. In the foundations, uh, what percentage of administration fee is used by Rotary International? Okay. Well, I could tell you, if you looked on Charity Navigation, we are the highest rated. And if my memory serves me right, I believe it's about 95% of the money goes to the particular charity. Is it 98%? I know it was up there. Um, and as you know, on annual programs fund uh, for SHARE, when we make a contribution, yes, the money goes to Rotary International. They invest it. They're, the income from that for the next three years are used to pay for administrative expenses. And then, of course, we receive one half of that money back here in our district. One half of the other money goes to the World Fund. And uh, so essentially every dollar, yes, we have a dollar that's beat down by three years in terms of value, but for the most part, it's, it's all used uh, for our projects because we don't ask for an income. In fact, most of the time we're paying our own expenses to go to India to do drops and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, and I just might note that uh, I had a discussion with my elderly mother about you know, making contributions. I'm sure you guys have had this discussion with your parents where they get these things in the mail and they think they've got to write a check, right? Well, the one charity my mom 
was contributing to because she loves animals, it was 84%. No, actually, that one was 75%. It was another one that was 84%. So 98%, that's pretty huge. So, yes? Just have a general comment about where our funds go for the foundation. Our club has a uh, student that's studying in Japan under the World Peace Scholarship. And there's only, for the club members, there's only 100 that are selected worldwide, and we have one of them. So it's something to be very proud of. You should be proud of that. Okay, Dave. Hi, Susan. How are you? Nice really to see good. you. And um, we'll see a lot of each other Field of Honor Project. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm curious if you happen to know how we rank in our district for our foundation giving. We always used to be up there, and I wondered if you happen to know, know that statistic. Oh, boy, and it, it changes. I, I don't think you guys are in the top three, but you're up there. Uh, Green Valley's up there, too, but um, I could get you that information, but uh, I'm not quite sure what it is per capita, but I do check that. Any other questions about Rotary, uh, the E-Rotary Foundation? Well, I'm not surprised because you guys are a very generous group and you've got several major donors. You're 100% Paul Harris Fellow Club. In fact, I was a little bit afraid that I might have dumbed down my presentation, but I know you've got some new members and I thought it might spark some questions that you might have. So I wanna thank you very much for having me. This has been a lot of fun and I miss you guys. Thank you, and um, if I could just have you come back for one second. Um, <laughs> we, for all of our speakers to come, we, we present them with a Share What You Can Award, and so uh, with this award, we are going to present a, a meal to a, a needy veteran in your name. So thank you so much for coming to talk to us and tell us about the, the foundation. Thank you. Okay, uh, as we leave here today, let's go forth into the world in peace, be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all persons, love and serve each other, rejoicing in the fellowship of Rotary. Be people of action, be the inspiration. Meeting adjourned. We hope you enjoyed this podcast of our latest meeting. If you'd like to know more about our projects or are interested in membership in the club, please visit us at lasvegasrotary.com. Now go forth and be the inspiration.